Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on? like a million dollars. Let me check out that ring. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock with my guy, as always, Mojo Mutati. Mojo, good pump going, too. Mojo, it's only January 3rd. We're three days into the new year, but we've already got our first massive celebrity feud, and it's two guys who are big stars, but you probably did not see them going at one another, but that's where we are. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers and Jimmy Kimmel now. The feud has sort of been going on for the last couple of months. The guys have very different political beliefs, but things really got ratcheted up yesterday on Pat McAfee's show. Of course, Pat McAfee with ESPN, Aaron Rodgers every single week goes on Pat's show. Now this week, and we're going to show you the video here, the topic of Jeffrey Epstein came up. Of course, we know about Jeffrey Epstein, and we know that this alleged client list is supposed to be released sometime this month. Well, Jeffrey Epstein's name came up and Aaron Rodgers used the opportunity or took the opportunity to take a shot at Jimmy Kimmel. Watch this. This has something to do with the Epstein list that came out. <laughs> feels like, <laughs> feels like. That's supposed to be coming out soon. That's supposed to be coming out soon. Look at this guy. He's been There's waiting in his wine people. cellar. Yeah. I've been waiting in my wine <laughs> cellar for this thing. <laughs> a lot of people, including Jimmy Kimmel, are really hoping that doesn't happen. <laughs> All right. All right. Obviously, a clip from this particular program was run on Jimmy Kimmel's show uh, whenever Aaron brought up the, the list and then. Jimmy mocked him for it. Aaron has not forgotten about that. So, Mojo, there it was, I think, very clearly. Aaron Rodgers, while he didn't exactly say it, he certainly, in my opinion, implied that Jimmy Kimmel's name was going to be on the list of people who were associated with Jeffrey Epstein. And we know Jeffrey Epstein has done some really terrible things involving underage girls, and it's, it's bad stuff. We know that, Mojo. Okay, so that happens. Jimmy Kimmel gets word of this, Mojo. And he responded on X, and here's what he said. Dear, there was an expletive, for the record, I've not met, flown with, visited, or had any contact whatsoever with Epstein, nor will you find my name on any list other than the clearly phony nonsense that soft-brained wackos like yourself can't seem to distinguish from reality. Your reckless words put my family in danger. Keep it up, and we will debate the facts further in court. Mojo, and he, he didn't subtweet or anything like that. He tagged Aaron Rodgers. And, uh, and again, now we've got two guys who are feuding. Pat did respond today. We'll get to that in just a second. But, Mojo, what do you make of Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Kimmel, fighting with each other out in the open? Brother, this is um, absolutely brutal. I mean, to lock someone's name in with and associate them with Epstein is just about one of the worst things yeah. that you can do on the planet uh, in this day and age. 
right now. I mean, we're talking about a list that is highly anticipated that so many yeah. people have been demanding for a long time. You I want to see net- it. Everybody wants to see it. There's been a lot of coverage on this, a lot of television shows uh, oh. surrounding this particular topic. And this is a situation that has been around a very, very, very long time. So to go ahead and tie someone's name to Epstein right now, again, about as bad as it gets. Honestly, with something this serious, it really doesn't matter what the backstory is, right? Whether this came out of the blue, whether these guys have been butting heads for a while, the second you you tie them in, I mean, that is just lines in the sand have been drawn, and it is as serious as it gets. I mean, I feel like if you're Aaron Rodgers, you know something, or at least you think you know something. That isn't something you just toss someone's name into, regardless of any kind of beef right. you may have. So I don't know how this is going to play out. I mean, if you're if you're Jimmy Kimmel, and you know you have nothing to do with this man, you have to condemn this. This is a huge oh, problem. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, well, Joe, I think the question is, is, you know, I, I agree. I think the question is, does he ultimately file a lawsuit and? You know, uh, I asked Harvey earlier, Harvey, obviously uh, an attorney uh, knows the law. I said, is this defamation? He said, I don't think it's yet defamation, but Aaron Rodgers is again going to go on Pat's show uh, next week, of course, like he always does. And I would imagine that Aaron is probably going to address this in some way. And I'm really curious, Mojo, of what he's going to say and whether or not he backs off now that Kimmel has clearly said, hey, you better watch it, buddy, or we're going to wind up in court. Well, what you just said right there, Babcock, is exactly why Pat McAfee pays Aaron Rodgers seven figures to come on his show. Uh, Now we all want to know. I mean, this is ratings. This is headlines. This is a big deal. I mean, we thought the Achilles was one thing. We thought Ivermectin was (laughs) another thing. I mean, this might be the biggest cliffhanger associated with Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show yet. And obviously that is saying a whole lot. Yeah, you're right, Mojo. What makes this even more convoluted and, and complicated is the fact that Pat McAfee's show is obviously on ESPN. Jimmy Kimmel is an ABC employee. Both of those entities are owned by Disney, so they are part of the same parent company. And I think that's why today, Mojo, when Pat McAfee came on the air, almost immediately he addressed the controversy, clearly trying to squash the beef. Watch this. But I can see exactly why Jimmy Kimmel felt the way he felt, especially with his position. But I think Aaron was just trying to talk. Now, did it go too far uh, in a lot of people? Uh, Jimmy Kimmel certainly said that was the yeah. case. We and I immediately upon it happening, trying to be like, ooh, you know. But that is Aaron and Jimmy. They've been uh, jousting a bit. I don't know, you know. So, like, we obviously don't like the fact that we're associated with anything negative ever. So we apologize for being a part of it. Can't wait to hear what Aaron has to say about it. Hopefully those two will just be able to settle this, you know. Yeah. Not mm-hmm. court-wise, but be able to chit-chat, move along. <laughs> yeah, Mojo, I don't know if they're going to settle it, but... <laughs> Babcock, this sounds to me like someone was severely reprimanded by, <laughs> by the people that employ him. Uh, they I write the checks, think. Mojo. You know, they're, they're the guys that write the checks. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's probably what we're listening to right now. So you got to think just with that statement uh, that the second Aaron Rodgers gets on that show, it's probably this whole situation is going to be put to bed or just not even addressed at some point. They're just going to let this one go. Mojo, the Dolphins didn't only get absolutely obliterated by the Ravens on Sunday. They lost the game 56-19 to to add insult literally to injury. They lost one of their best defensive players right there. Uh, number two, Bradley Chubb, the Pro Bowl pass rusher for the Finns, went down with a season-ending injury, unfortunately tore his ACL. And Mojo, a lot of people, fans, players, debating whether or not Chubb should have been in the game at the time. Now, this happened in the fourth quarter. There was only a few minutes left in the game, and the Dolphins were down 30 at that point, even with that explosive offense, obviously not coming back at that point. Game was over. Dolphins had already clinched a playoff berth. Yes, seating and stuff on the line, but they were, they were going to the playoffs. Mojo and a lot of people, again, really upset with Mike McDaniel, who is an otherwise very popular coach, saying, hey, this was reckless to have him in the game. I don't know the answer to the question. Somebody who might, though, is a former Dolphins player in Channing Crowder. Channing Crowder played six seasons in Miami, of course, has become one of the uh, really big voices in media with his very popular podcast. We had a chance to speak with him recently. We asked him, hey, should Bradley Chubb have been in that ball game? I, you know, everything in retrospect is better. I don't think Bradley should have been in the game at that point. You're down by 30. I don't think Tua should have been in the game at that point. I know when coaches do the, you never quit, you know, we're going to play 60 minutes, rah, 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 you know, old school football. I understand the thought process of it. But when you're out of a game like that and then you lose a guy during a playoff run, because that's what the playoffs are. The playoffs are you have to be a good team, but you have to be healthy. If the Dolphins are healthy, they can play with anybody in the league. But now you start getting these injuries after injuries, and that's when it's that's when it's going to go down here for the Dolphins. I love Mike McDaniel. I think he's the coach. I think we found one after going through a litany of coaches from Serrano to Cam Cameron to Joe Philbin. Those weren't great coaches. I really do believe Mike McDaniel is a great coach, but he made a bad decision leaving those starters in late. Babcock, Channing Crowder, kind of on the money here, but uh, there were a lot of special circumstances surrounding this game. Let's talk about the game itself. This was essentially for the number one spot in the AFC, at least from a pride standpoint, right? right? I mean, these were the two teams that everyone thought are at the top of the list. Sorry, Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs, but yeah. y'all have been slacking recently. But Mojo, very important, obviously, if you are the number one seed, you get a bye that first week in the playoffs, and you also, you have home field throughout your entire conference's playoffs. So that is very important, especially for the Dolphins, who are good at home. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these are two teams that are really coming into their own towards the end of the season, too. So, I mean, going into this game, it was a big one. Obviously, the Ravens absolutely dominated. So now it kind of changes the question. I mean, per perennially, historically, when you look at it, if you're the team that's blowing out the other, you pull your guys. If you're yeah. the losing team that's getting smacked, you leave your starters in to the end. It's a pride thing. I don't think it's necessarily that smart. I mean, you do it for the optics, 
But, you know, if you're using your brain, you should know, save your players. This one, it's a sunk cost, what we're looking at right now. This game is over. Let's protect our guys for later in the season. Here's the thing, though. Pull in a player like Tua, your starting quarterback. That's one thing that's kind of obvious. When you start talking about other positions, you can only pull so many guys, Babcock. I mean, the active rosters these days are not that big. You can't pull all of your starters at every position, so some people have to stay. The question becomes, where's the line? I mean, in most cases, obviously, your your star players don't go out there and blow out their ACLs every single week or every single time this happens, but it it is a gamble. I mean, hindsight's always 20-20, right? I I do agree that McDaniels is a great coach, uh, and he's really doing a great job with this team. The players and him just understand each other. That's evidenced by by hard knocks, which has given us a good look during the season. Just a tough situation, unfortunate to see. And again, it's all for the playoffs. Coming up next in TMZ Sports, Panthers owner David Tepper hit with an absolutely massive fine after he threw his drink at a fan after the Panthers' blowout loss to the Jaguars over the weekend. Uh, it ain't cheap, even for a very wealthy man. We'll break down the fine next on TMZ Sports. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Macy's, Adidas, and Walmart, and even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use, and you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. So download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's Rakuten. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Welcome back to TMZ Sports. Mike and Mojo. Mojo, the Carolina Panthers owner, David Tepper, was hit with an absolutely massive fine after throwing a drink at a fan during the Panthers' blowout loss to the Jaguars over the weekend. Mojo, of course, the Jags won 26 to nothing, beating Tepper's team. And Tepper was captured on video clearly in an incredibly frustrating moment for him, throwing the drink. For that drink, Mojo, drink probably goes for about 15 bucks in the stadium, but cost him $300,000, Mojo, because that's what the fine was. Now, that'd be a heck of a lot of money to almost anybody, except David Tepper is one of the richest people in the entire world. He, he might be the most successful hedge fund manager out there. He is one of the richest people in the world. In fact, he's worth almost $21 billion, according to Forbes. That makes him like the 91st richest person in the entire world, Mojo. So $300,000, not a lot to him. He bought the team back in 2018 for $2.3 billion. It has not gone smoothly, Mojo. He comes out, he apologizes, he says he regrets his behavior, but obviously cost him. $300,000, Babcock. Yes, not cheap. it sounds like a lot of money, but I <laughs> yeah. actually saw a tweet by Darren Rovell earlier today 
that said finding this man $300,000 is like finding the average American $1.77. That is the similarity. So I'm pretty sure that old Dave is going to be completely okay financially afterwards. That's a nothing fine to him. I mean, my question is, for a guy that is associated in any kind of way with the Carolina Panthers, why are you so frustrated, man? You guys are the worst team in football. You should be used to this, I right? Know. This is a weekly <laughs> terrible. And, and Mojo, they have obviously they had the top pick in the draft. They draft Bryce Young. He hasn't looked good. You've got uh, other quarterbacks in the class who have been playing well at a Pro Bowl level. So this has been about as rocky as a tenure for David Tepper as it could ever be. He hires and then he fires Frank Reich before the season is even done. Season one. This this is a guy, of course, who has had nothing but success in his life. And I think I think that right there is the picture of somebody who has, I don't want to say never hit adversity because that's not true, but a guy who has always been able to overcome adversity and has won at everything he's ever done. And it's not happening right now for him as an NFL owner. And I, I think that's somebody who is incredibly frustrated. I, I wonder what he does. I wonder if at a certain point he says, I, I can't take this anymore. And he sells the team. Or does he press on? I, I don't know, Mojo, but it has not gone smoothly for David Tepper in Carolina. Just buy another team. You got the money. <laughs> Wall Street ain't football, baby. Try again somewhere else. Maybe if he buys Hedge all the bet. teams. Hedge your bet, hedge fund manager. Go. Mojo, it has been so long, too long. It's time for Mojo or Mo, no. Yeah, baby, we're back. <laughs> we're back, baby. I love this. This is uh, one of the most interesting stories of the day, as far as I'm concerned. There was a record set last night, Mojo, in uh, Division I women's college basketball. Grambling State beat their opponent by 141 points. They didn't score 141 points. They beat the team by 141 points, that team on the other end of the historic loss uh, of the uh, the the loss of biblical proportions, you might say, Mojo, was the College of Biblical Studies. Yes. So here's the deal. Grambling State is a Division One team. They came into the game five and five. So they're not very great, Mojo. Uh, better, clearly, than uh, the Biblical Studies School. They are a Division II school. This is their first year with a basketball program, Mojo. They have eight players on the team. All eight players are freshmen. Speaking of eight, they are 0-8 on the season. Now, this game was domination, literally, from the opening tip to the uh, final whistle. Game started off 34 to nothing, Mojo. Halftime, 82-10, to and again, ends 159 to 18. Now, to add insult to injury, the uh, Grambling State social media people, they rubbed it in their faces of the biblical college people because they tweeted amen uh, along with the photograph of the score after the game. Mojo. So here we come to Mojo or Mono. Was Grambling State wrong in running up the score, in keeping their foot on the gas the way they did, or were they in their right to score as many points as they could? Mo. No, baby. No, no, never. I asked it in a confusing way, and I don't know what you're saying. It's my fault. (laughs) (laughs) Look, 
Babcock Grambling State is absolutely in their right to run up the score as high as they want to. I hate when people cry and complain about this. Look, you signed up for a game. It's not a peewee league. We're not four years old. We are adults, and we are playing to hopefully make it to the next level. In this case, the WNBA. I mean, there are serious implications on the line. You're telling me that when the starters sit the bench and the second string got to come in for the first time maybe all season, they got to play half speed. How about the third string if they actually get in the game for the first time ever? They got to take it easy? Absolutely not. You go out there and you got to do your best. If you're playing defense and you have an opportunity to shut out a team in basketball, my goodness, when does that ever happen? Why would you not work towards that goal? you got to go out there and do your best. I was surprised by one thing, Babcock, that this game happened just recently and not in 2020 because I thought there was two records broken, the, the largest butt whipping, but also – Uh, for having a game with literally no attendance. I thought this happened during the pandemic with COVID. There's literally no one there. Don't love to see that. Somebody should be supporting these ladies. They're working hard. Even the team that is losing. We'll see. Look, again, first year, eight freshmen on the team, not even a full team. You've got only eight players. You should have something like 10, 11, 12 players. I think they're going to get better, Mojo. I think they've they've got some some help, a higher power on their side, hopefully. Uh, and we'll see what happens with the College of Biblical Studies. Okay, we have got to go, Mojo. I've spoken too much and we have run out of time. We have got a big show tomorrow, a bunch of big stories. It's going to be great, Mojo. I, I can't let this one go just yet, Babcock. I mean, College of Biblical Studies, do they offer any other majors besides religious <laughs> just, studies? I, I'm I don't guessing know. no. I have way too many questions. I'm going to go ahead. You know what's good, Mojo? My- you know what's good? Textbooks, very expensive at colleges. When you go to the College of Biblical Studies, you just need one book. That's right, but hey, that's the recruiting tool right there. (laughs) That's what we do here on TMZ Sports. We always look on the bright side, glass (laughs) half full kind of guys, and that is why tomorrow will be the best show since today.